I, I can still hear you. I can still hear you quite okay, well fine. with the with the headphones right. on. Right. It's, it's there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of trust going through here that uh, you're not going to mess me audio up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So make sure it's perfect this time. Go make sure the second time is perfect. Yeah, that's it. Second time round, isn't it? <laughs> so um, yeah, thank you again for doing this. Yeah. Technically, you're the first. You're the first guest to have twice, except the first one has never been released <laughs> i still i've still got it but i yeah um so yeah thank you for doing this and and taking so much time of your day uh i do appreciate it oh yeah my pleasure we, we're gonna uh we're gonna start off with uh how we met now the the stupid thing is even though we've done this already i've actually already forgotten what we said because <laughs> it's about <laughs> five weeks ago i don't remember now it was a little while ago now yeah it would have been oh, how long uh yeah it would have been back in like two thousand eight, around between two thousand eight, between two thousand then and two thousand ten, because you were still yeah. doing your third year of uni at the time that when we first met. Oh wow! Okay, so two thousand nine. I graduated two thousand ten. So two thousand nine. There you go. Yeah. A lot of people I've been speaking to about ten years later. It's mental. Um, <laughs> yes, because you were living with a mutual friend. Um, and then three of us were hanging out a little bit, going bowling together and all that sort of thing, weren't we? That's right. And then I discovered that uh, you did animation. Yeah, because we, we, so, so. yeah, I, th I figured that we first met when I came over to your house, because we're, we're, we're each on, you know, in our own house shares. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go lean back a bit more, because make sure my voice is being picked up by the mic. Um, but yeah, it was, we met when... Um, we were both in each other, own each other's um, house share, and when I came over to yours in Newport, um, through mutual friends, that's how we we first right. met. And and yeah, um, yeah, and then we yeah, like I said, we went went bowling, went cinema quite a lot. We used to hang out mm. a bit more back then when we <laughs> before the lockdown, yeah. before the lockdown. Yeah, well, even before that, it sort of it died out quite a lot. Um, I, I'm ashamed to say, especially as I've been driving the last few years, so I, I pretty much have no excuse. I can't even say, "Oh, I haven't got the money to get the train." It's like I probably got fuel in the car. I probably could just like pop by, but um, yeah, maybe I need to to look at rectifying that after. But um, so going on to uh, the animation, which is the the sole reason for asking you to do this, um, what's your earliest memory of animation? like watching it rather than actually yeah, um, creating yeah the first time was at when i went to some first time watching it was obviously when you're when you're a kid when you're going with your parents mm. and so the the first animation i saw was uh cinderella with my with my family and right. i think it was in english at the time because we were between traveling and living in the canary islands where they speak mm -hmm. uh, spanish so uh, we first saw the animated film in in English, and it was um it was it was memorable because it, it was also the first film we saw in the cinema. Oh wow! Okay. And getting into animation, yeah, um, was uh when I was in school and in, in primary school and doing one of the exercises, they um had two parts of a character. One was the legs, the other was the body, and they got it so mm -hmm. you would spin the character's legs, and that was um one of the things that stood out for uh, my first time getting into an idea of how animation works but i was never that good as an artist like i'd doodle i'd always right. doodle as a kid but i was never that good until i was in middle school and that's when mm -hmm. um 
I saw uh, some other students in the, in the same class as mine, like drawing some these incredible cartoons, um, in, yeah. in the style like The Simpsons. So they very, very goggly eyes, very um, basic characters, but it, it's it made an impression on me, um, and I, pers- yeah. I pursued pursued that, and and I, I I drew that kind of style character for for years, um, drawing these basic cartoons, and it wasn't until I went to uni that I started to improve my my art skills. Something that's that flagged up in my head then, and the last bit definitely heightened it. Um, when I tried to get into doing film in university, because I wasn't confident I'd have, I think it was what, UCAS points at the time, I think, when I applied, um, some whatever scoring system. Um, the other course that was slightly less was animation, and I applied for the both because I was like, look, if I okay. can't get into film, I do in animation, and it's eh, sort of close and similar, <laughs> that sort of thing. It involves storytelling. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and one thing I found a little bit sort of at the time, I found it strange. I find it more interesting now is the in the interview I did. I, I open. I was up front and open about the fact I couldn't draw very well at all. And the lecturer was like, it's fine because there'll be like classes that you do on like improving your drawing. Um but because there's so much that goes on computer or like because animation isn't just tied down to drawing as we as we all know there's you've got your stop motion you've got your 3d animation you could even do simple things again stop it is stop motion related yeah, yeah. but uh like cutting out like different colored cards and all that sort of thing you know and just animating them around that's still animation exactly. um so exactly. even if you can't do the clay modeling it's still stop motion and it, you know so there's so many different like techniques you can use aren't there so why why should drawing limit you? But in the end, you pursued film. You in in, in the end of the day. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not about me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I it 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 just sort of it just twigged in my head. Um, but I found it. I do find it strange that it suggested that it was easier to get onto animation than to doing film. But I don't know why. Because I would say animation is a more disciplined. Yes. Um, yeah. Creative skill and animation than film in a way is cheaper um, to to make, mm-hmm. but also it, it takes a lot. Like with film, people can film a short film that they need to make in like on a weekend. But when it comes to animating that, it could take months, <laughs> depending on the on the yeah. technique you're using, and and if it depends on how big your team is. Yeah, you don't have a lot of choice as well. It's not something you can do. I'll just do it in a day to do a five minute film you may be able to maybe hack something together depending on what type of animation i guess but yeah like you say with with actual filming people if you really wanted to go first take yeah that'll do yeah Next exactly bit. it just Next depends when it's indoors <laughs> and also depends on the weather and that's the only thing that really affects film yeah yeah it's raining i'll let's do it indoors instead then you know let's like change the story so that it's like meant to be i don't know <laughs> yeah. um Right, so yeah, you had those early memories. I was gonna, I, yeah, I've got listed on here my earliest memories. It's also Disney because obviously Disney, Disney's always been huge in our in our lifetimes. Oh yeah, um, and obviously they're getting even bigger now. Um, <laughs> so I've I've got Little Mermaid, and then for me, cinema was Toy Story two, but a big one was Wallace and Gromit. That's one that hit me. Okay. So I, although I did enjoy the the drawn animation. It was the stop motion, I think, that interested yeah. me a lot yeah, it, more. Yeah, Wallace and Gromit definitely made impression as well, because yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it stood. Um, it, yeah, it did, did incredibly, and um, it it mm. definitely um, did. It was a global um, hit. Uh, even in America, yeah. they they name it Wallace and Gromit um, in the wrong pants 
rather than in the wrong trousers because obviously yeah. that's the translation <laughs> over that so yeah yeah it's, it's yeah it's um inc- incredible animation um yeah because when I, the disney films i got into when i was a kid i was, was the ones that my parents got me which was the same um mm. little mermaid um pinocchio mm. dumbo and i'm sure there was a couple of others bambi were the ones that I probably put on loop because at the time we had no internet and so no. and there's not much watching TV <laughs> so those VHS copies literally were just on loop in the back um, on the TV yeah yeah we were the same with with VHS imagine that a time without internet I know it's, it's and do you know of... what what's depressing is I think I was happier then and I don't <laughs> think it was because I was a kid I think generally gen generally um things in life just it was better because you did you did go out you did do things you did like like at school you'd be like oh okay yeah we meet up after school okay well i'll see you there at this time and generally you were there we didn't even necessarily have mobile phones when i was when i was young young. i was gonna say Um, like we're all glued to our phones now we're all glued to our laptops oh i mean i hate it but i am we are now connecting with people around the world within, with a click within a second of a, a button push. So, yeah. Like, yeah, it's hard to imagine life without internet, like you said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my oldest brother lives in America, you know, so I can, I can call him for free via like WhatsApp. That's exactly. something that's absolutely crazy, but I could also do a video call, like you say, drop of a button and how's it going? And it's like, it's the middle of the night. Let me go. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do that. I, I, I always check the time first. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It is strange. And I think personally, I don't know how you feel about this, but personally, I feel to an extent creativity has been, um, what's the word? Like, I feel less creative now that I have my phone in my hand and I have so many just other options of just, oh, let's just watch this. Let's just do this. Like, you know, I don't yeah. have necessarily have to think so much, honestly. Yeah. Um, whereas in college although there was internet i i didn't have it personally at home i didn't have a phone for no i didn't have a phone through college um other than one to make calls i think at one point i think that was just like emergencies though um you know pay as you go so you're not gonna waste that um and yeah i i did an awful lot more creatively um and i and i think now it's just so easy to just like slap on Netflix or whatever it is. I'm not putting down Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I would be lost without you. But exactly. that's part of my personal problem. And I think that's that's it's um stunting. I don't know if that's the right word. That's the word that keeps coming back to my mind though. No, I, don't I, know. I, I, I get I get that why it's yeah, you feel like you're you're less creative yeah. with when you've got so so many like YouTube and other social medias in the background because distractions moment, as well aren't they like yeah because it takes so much time especially with youtube as well giving you up to, up to uh, like daily recommendations to watch there goes another hour two hours of the day but um yeah like for as when, when but, i'm animating you know, do or... but do like and subscribe and <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> make sure yeah. to like and subscribe your channel don't worry <laughs> yeah you, don't click the bell don't click the bell don't worry about notifications just subscribe <laughs> that will do something for me that's fine but yeah um, i'm the same with animating like and when i do my artwork but at the moment, I, I it works out for me because especially when listening to music, because I can leave it. I have it yeah. on the background um, of when it's on TV or on my phone. And I would mm-hmm. whilst I'm working away on my laptop on my Cintiq tablet, I would um, draw on there. Whilst on the background, I'd have Netflix or something on just to fill the the noise, just to um, just yeah, be able to like be able to because like, I'm able to do both at the same time. 
And yeah. at times when it's a really good show or really good movie, I might stop what I'm doing. And then I might be like, okay, I got to maybe change something else that's, I can yeah. actually keep keep being creative. Yeah. I I actually, strangely enough, I do, I think a lot of people do very similar, even like when it's housework and stuff, music or something in the background. But when I'm editing these, I actually tend to have the music in the one ear um, just for like the rough edit. And then when I'm going through like tidying up sound and everything, obviously I'm listening to it. But um, I tend to have, it's not always, but I tend to have just um, instrumental stuff. Because if there's too many vocals, and especially if it's a newer song like or a song I'm not that, that familiar with and so new to me, um, I focus on that rather than what we're talking about. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're trying to do work. But I kind of need that to keep me going, just the instrumental playing over and over and over to, yeah, yeah. to sort of help me be creative in, in such a way. Yeah, exactly. When, when I'm writing, it's definitely just the music. I just have the music on and you, I yeah. can't have any movies or shows on. But when it comes to drawing, no. that's easy. I can, I, I can, I can still follow what's going on in the, in the story, and it doesn't affect um, what you're illustrating. But when it comes to when you have, when you actually are trying to write a script, yeah, you definitely mm. can't have any shows or movies on. <laughs> well, I no, can't. No, I can't. I can't. No, well, you're focusing on words, aren't you? So it's it's um, exactly to it. Yeah, you, obviously you can't listen to. It. Otherwise, you'll end up putting things that you've been watching the films in your script, wouldn't you? You talking to me? Um, and like, what, what? Exactly. Exactly. One of the most no, common things in scripts. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you were saying that you you did a bit of animation in school, uh, so like the legs and what have you, like animating them and stuff. So that was your first experience of animation. Uh, yeah. My my first animation was um, I, when I was in primary school. It was just a spinning of a character's legs, and it, there wasn't really any animation involved apart from just seeing that movement happen in front of you. Right. But there's, there's no nothing else to do apart from just that simple technique spin him but my actual <laughs> so animation what was your so what was your first um actual attempt at animation then that would have been with plasticine models and okay. that was literally um, i i thought they were so easy to use because i'd go to the shops in town i would model mm -hmm. a character and for two days i'd just make it make the character walk a little but after mm -hmm. but because i wasn't i i, I realized that I wasn't keeping good care of the plasticine, or I should have kept it in a container. But what would right, happen is that I didn't realize the plasticine dries out. And so basically, after two days, the model would just not work anymore, move anymore. So it, I would have the characters fall to pieces afterwards. Yeah. And eventually, I got into the into where I had I'd, um, combined stop motion with uh, PaintShop Pro, where I would have the plasticine model like shoot lasers out of their hands. And right. it was probably no more than like 20 seconds at most of animation I did using that technique. Because back then, it's it, still, um, it still quite a lot considering... Yes, 20 seconds brain. is a lot when you're doing it that way. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. But because I should I should on Lego because that would have solved all the problems. <laughs> but um, because... Yeah, I, I know. But because I stuck with um, plasticine, they... Um, it's... I, I, I kind of realized that this this technique isn't working out. And so... I still had the save, the save files when I was in college, having done that. And so when I applied for university to do the animation course, bachelor animation course, I went in mm -hmm. to show them my portfolio of all the artwork I'd done in college. And then I bought my, I, I said, oh, by the way, before I left, I said, oh, I do have a, little, a short a short demo reel of um, right. a little, um, little animation clip I had put together. And I showed it to the head an um, tutor, an animation tutor of that year. And he was like, yeah, this is like, he was, he was quite impressed, even though 
there's nothing to be, be impressed about it. But somehow he was impressed. I'm like, okay, I've obviously made an impression. And even yeah. though I didn't get the grades to pass in university, they still said yeah. I, I'd have to come in and do a foundation year before being allowed to do the first year. But they, but mm-hmm. because I've already done a foundation year in college, and they must have been impressed um, with the um, animation. They said, "Yeah, it's fine. Um, you, 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 can, you can you can go straight into the first year." So that was a big relief. That was a big relief. Yeah, I think again, going back to the relation between film and animation, I think that again, it's a bit different because with animation, even though. I think a lot as artists, we tend to look at our stuff and go, that's rubbish. It's, you know, I don't want to show anyone it's terrible and all that sort of thing. And I think that's quite a default thing. And it's very difficult to be either proud or so happy with something to put it out there. I think a lot of the time people just sort of put it out and take a chance and hopefully someone might like it and not knock me down and make me feel terrible about myself. Um, <laughs> not talking from personal experience, um, but uh, yeah. So with animation, I think it's, it's a bit different because you can see you can see potential in things and you can see that if someone has actually bothered say like just a 20 second a thing you can see how consistent someone is with their frame rate for example so you can see if they've basically cut corners and gone you know so like it walks very well say it's a character yeah. walking it walks really well and then the last like 15 to 16 seconds is like bigger gaps because obviously someone's got bored and they're not as interested but if they can see the consistency through it they can go okay they've had the patience and they've had the the discipline again to do that sort of thing and then they've added this extra layer on and i I think they can appreciate things in a different way whereas with film again there's less excuses because someone walking is literally record someone walking but then yeah. you're, you're worrying. You, then you think about sound. You think about lighting. You think about color. You think about all these different things. Not saying you don't with animation, but <laughs> if you if you show like a short film, your standards have to be that little bit higher. That sounds really bad when I put it that way, but they have to be that little bit higher for them to go, okay, no, there's something there. Whereas with animation, although this, they're different levels, aren't they? they, they, they I'm now thinking you can't really compare the two. <laughs> but yeah, it's all but about storytelling. I, I, I think I think what I'm trying to say has come out right. It's not like you can be half-assed with animation. I'm not saying that for a second. And if you can, it comes across very quickly. I personally feel. Um, I was with a friend recently, not mentioning names because of what it is, but with a friend recently, we were involved in um, watching applications for. Uh, a film festival um it was their project but they wanted me along just to sort of like talk and go to the house and watch through the videos um and we were going through them and there, there were some animations there and there were some that were that were becoming lazy basically and yeah. it was like and, and you got to a point where you're going is that an artistic decision or is that pure laziness but it it came across quite quite obvious it was lazy because a little bit later in the film it was a similar um type of animation i'm desperately trying not to explain it because otherwise someone goes that was my film (laughs) um but like the same uh, type of thing happened but there was more animation in it whereas in the other one it got so far and then you couldn't see them it was like dust in the way yeah i think that 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 tends to suffer when especially when you're if you've got one good animator working together and partnering with a with another animator who might be weaker not as good yeah might be reason for that for that lacking could be it could be they were trying to meet the deadline for the for the festival which again i do understand 
so you do sort of like oh that'll do that'll have to do but i i don't know but it it, it is it is they are i've already i've already answered my own question but they are very <laughs> different disciplines they are very different disciplines but um in some way i think i find animation a little bit more interesting because there's so much more work that goes into it yeah yeah you know like when i watched we well, come on to them now but um oh well we may as well go straight on to it so um your award-winning animation um <laughs> oh that that one after, that one <laughs> that one after midnight in the asphalt jungle um yes <laughs> do you one, know what that one was that <laughs> i'm one gonna have I to come in. back to that because i've already forgotten what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> oh no what were yeah, we talking and about apologies if um i don't my voice isn't on the mic all the time um because i realized when i'm talking like this I hear myself, but I hear myself better when I'm talking like here. So, oh, okay. that's not a problem. Yeah. Well, as long as it sounds okay and it's pretty consistent, because then I can, I can like, I pull the mic slightly t- more towards me, and it's still still balancing quite okay. well. So now, okay. yeah, this this, this, sound... this, is, this is a lot better now. It's a lot better. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Right. Okay. So apologies for the first twenty minutes. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I can. I can probably tidy that up enough that it's, it's not too bad so thank you i appreciate you saying that now rather than right <laughs> so take three <laughs> like, oh, take no three. <laughs> right so what was i talking about um midnight in the asphalt jungle because oh. yeah that, that's the animation that i did in university because we're, we're our first it's a one-year course so we're asked to um come up with like some ideas towards a concept and then either we work as uh, on ourselves by ourselves or work as a team to create yeah. a, a short animation but because everyone was had their own techniques even though like i was expecting there to be lots of students like 20 30 mm-hmm. and when i turned up there was like eight and i'm like phew that makes presentations <laughs> a lot easier because it was like once every week or two weeks we have to stand up and give our um uh, talk talk to the class and say okay this is what this is where i'm at now with the animation or this is what, this is what i'm working on this is where yeah. there's the pros these are the cons and um so so yeah that and and then that's when after the f- first few months of work, working out ideas and concepts it's um this it was the end of the year um of that first year of working on the co- um the animation project that I, I came up with the uh, the animation and then it was my brother's the one who helped write it stepping back slightly when you said about the class being about eight people again i think that's something that would definitely help with a smaller class, not only is there more chance for one-to-one, but I think, especially when you have to stand up in front of them, one, it's less intimidating because intimidating because there's less people, but also it's probably easier to, to not saying you're going to like everyone, but it's easier to sort of get to know everyone in the class. And I think then yes. you could potentially, obviously not every class is going to be the same, but you could potentially then find it easier to work together or help each other or support each other whereas exactly. when it's a class of like 45 people you sort of get missed and lost in that yeah. don't you there, and there, then you stand some... and it's just it's just so intimidating or it, it, to you it's like 100 odd people but it's not exactly um yeah because the um it wasn't until the end of that end of the year course that other students began to realize that they could have actually worked as a team and that shows you how poorly <laughs> communicated some of the elements of the course was that we like yeah. it was a well done course but there were times that we we um, some people weren't 100% sure about certain things and like especially for the three three of the students who were um 
from outside of Europe who oh yeah, were, were um, like two of them were from Europe and so one was from um uh Italy the other one was from Tenerife and then but the other the guy who was outside was from uh, Colombia and so right and um, because English isn't the first language of obviously like people who speak the language are able to take on more of what's um of more of the information and especially the mm. most important information being when the deadline is and there were times that i had to i told one of the students um like he said oh don't worry i got plenty of time still got till september i'm like no no it's till july um <laughs> that they, you got to get have it done by that's that's the actual yeah. deadline it was like oh crap <laughs> i didn't realize like, I, got, I got two months less and so there are times that yeah. they that they thanked me for for giving them letting them know oh by the way this is what's happening yeah i thought you were gonna i i would i genuinely thought you were gonna then say um that they struggled a little bit more with uh lip syncing with animation well that's just the other thing of, of knowing how the mouth works because obviously if i was to if i was to not not me but if one was to uh do animation for like a spanish-speaking film you don't understand like how the tongue works or how the mouth works exactly yeah, you're just going to yeah. guess and or it sort of matches up so it wouldn't yeah, look that, as that, natural that's why realistic. i've avoided welsh animated films because i wouldn't know how to for that very reason for that very reason mm. but that's the thing mm. uh what i the mistake i made with my animation was I, I i i did like it i enjoyed making it but i should have tried to make animation without dialogue and that's what the students did and that's in right. a way i feel like that's stronger storytelling because it reaches a bigger audience, more people relate to it, and because there's no language barrier. And so you take on with, like, it's all about, it makes the storytelling that much stronger. And mm. um, with their animations, uh, what um, they all of them just did animations without, without voice. It was, all, it was all music and body language mm. that, that drove the story. And I wish I did yeah, that. Yeah. I wish I did that. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's one of those things you sort of, sort of learn from but there was there was an awful lot of now the, the difficult thing is with this and i can't remember if we mentioned this at the start this is the second time i was filming this yeah i have already mentioned that haven't i <laughs> so obviously when we filmed this before I, I know more details of of the actual animation um but you adding more techniques in uh like adding yes. 3d animation into it yes. and, what, and incorporating something that you're not familiar with <laughs> That's already going to be exactly. like an extra struggle, isn't it? It's yeah. going to be um, like, like I mentioned last time. Uh, it was yeah. when when I was doing my bachelor course in animation, which was yeah over ten years ago. I had actually, um, I we were given like the first part of the year. We were told, okay, choose which technique you want to learn to animate and to to, to learn. Um, yeah, to, to work in the most and try and find a profession in. And I, I, I for me, it was digital all the way. But um, when it came to 3D, when working with one of the other teammates who also wasn't confident with 3D, but we felt like for this intro title, we needed a 3D um, object to appear on screen. And so we thought, okay, yeah. we'll just ask one of the tutors. And bearing in mind, it was just a spanner object. It was a, s a simple shape. And we didn't need it to be realistic at all. It was literally, we just wanted the shape. It, it, yeah. However basic. And the um, the tutor at the time... Uh, he didn't know how to create like um the 3D object, and we were like, okay, it's fine. We'll just do it in the um in After Effects, and we still got the mm. the the effect we we're after. But yeah, 
I, I kept thinking like how hard like since then it made me really think okay th- doing animation in th- 3d software is impossible because if a tutor can't do it what what chance do i have of doing it so i was scared of ever touching maya or any 3d software until when i um went to even when i um went to the open day to do my master course a few years ago i i asked the tutor on open day by the way, his, his, I showed him a sample of my animations I've been doing over the years since leave, after my bachelor course. Um, mm-hmm. And he was, he was impressed by the, the animation. And he said, okay, um, this is all like really good. And he said, yeah, don't worry. You won't have to do any 3D animation. And we, um, after I, um, once I started the animation course, came up with the idea that I was going to make, which is Asphalt, um, um, After Midnight in Asphalt Jungle. And yeah. I showed them the, the pre-production of the storyboards I was going to do and the tutor said um because I was doing a lot of the animation heavily in a vehicle he said okay you're going to want to make the vehicle in 3D I'm like oh no I mean do, do I have to I mean can I find another way and he's like no no you, yeah. it's going to be 3D I'm like but you said on the open day okay never mind never mind <laughs> and so yeah it, it took a week I thought okay I'll because we had all the computers there we had the, the software built in and mm. I just went straight onto YouTube and then looked up how to make a 3D vehicle in Maya. Yeah. And I was following that for the first hour and then realized, mm. okay, I'm slogging here. I, what, what I should be doing is searching how to use 3D software first so I know what, <laughs> how they're actually using the software to create what yeah. they're creating. Because they get to a point in the video where they're like, oh, just do this and just do this. And you're like, do what? I've never heard of that. What on earth is that thing? Exactly. Um, so so going back to what we said about the internet, it's actually also a positive thing. <laughs> um, exactly. Because you can learn from it. Precisely. Um, and even you know, most of my animation in TV paints, and it, w- w- it came out really well, but it wasn't until after university that I said, okay, let's see what animation jobs are out there in 2D. No one is like like I didn't. See, I probably saw once or twice. Have I seen people wanting animation in TV paint? Almost everybody else, it's all Toon Boom, and um, some people wanting it in some other format. And luckily, I did attend. I, I did get a couple of interviews, and right. even though I didn't get past that initial process, but they did make me realize there are faster, quicker, more efficient ways of animating in two D. That's a lot quicker and it still it gets the, the effects of, of what um of what I'm after and yeah I've, I've learned some great techniques from doing realizing that I can do a lot of animation just in After Effects. Jumping back with your 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 lovely movie, which I've again already forgotten the actual wording of, which yeah. you did for a after, second after midnight after in midnight the in the asphalt jungle. <laughs> Don't worry, I forgot um, it. Next, I can go to. Do you know what? You've already sent me through the stuff. So it, as we're talking about it, there's going to be a couple of little clips. <laughs> okay, but yeah, uh, I, I thought that might be the case. So just a second. So we, you sent me through, didn't you see, send me through like the rigging of the car or something? I don't remember. It's in a folder. I haven't double checked. Yes, it. I sent you the the um, the screenshots of the of the vehicle, and then I, I right. must have sent you the showreel of what animations I've done, um, like the showreel of last year, which has right. okay. clips from that animation. And yeah, I okay. after completing the animation that I spent like literally. Every day for the whole summer of 2017, I would just go into university and just work away on animation. And I probably got like four minutes of animation done. And um, yeah, with once I had it complete, I sent it to uh, about 50, about, yeah, just over 50 festivals. Um, 
So yeah, so it's quite a few. And, and you were telling them, me before you spoke to your lecturer about that. Yes, your lecturer was doing a presentation. Yeah, because the final presentation we had to um, give say because okay, each time we like the ones that the presentations that mattered were the pre-production, production, and post-production of where we were at with the with an, with the animation process mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, once I once I was in post and once it was completed, I said, okay, I've I've already sent it to, yeah, over like over fifty festivals. Um, hell, it, um, yeah, it's it definitely over fifty. And then yeah, many got luckily many got uh, selected, and it, it won in a few a few um, festivals as well. Um, like one one was in Hollywood, so that was that was that was neat. That was yeah, neat. that was incredible. Um, but it was it was your your lecturer's reaction of how many <laughs> that I found quite funny yes. last time um because they were expecting maybe like a handful yeah it was it was a lot because uh when i did animations in the past there was ones where i only sent it to england and that was it because it wasn't as i i wasn't so sure uh or confident of where to send the festivals the animation to festivals back then and it wasn't until we went through uni that um i realized that one of the one of the students said oh yeah this is the website you want and it literally lists all the animation festivals in the world, when the start date is, when the deadlines are. And it's literally a mm-hmm. click of the button all through this one website. So it's yeah. super easy to to um to send off. And even though yeah. when I created I spent a couple of years working on a animated music video, and that one I was really happy with. But I I didn't I, I wish I sent I wish I sent it to festivals, but in the end I just left it on YouTube thinking, Oh yeah, I'll probably get a few thousand views. But because I it, it my channel isn't that big it probably had something like 50 to 100 views i'm like oh well I, and that's why um after finishing the animation after um doing the animation course i realized perhaps i, I it'd be nice to work on um something that like is a, like a, an artwork that gets quicker views quicker feedback and that's why i've also ventured into doing comic artwork because that way um I'm I'm getting feedback and getting views and getting like, a small like following from from doing doing comics. Okay, well let's talk about the comics then for a second because that's something. Well, obviously that's your next thing. I was going to say what's next after your last short animation, but this is presumably something you're pursuing a little bit more than animation at the moment, is it? Or yes, you're still uh, at just the moment, doing both? Um, I was hoping to work on a game with one of the students. That's one of the things we like every um, couple of weekends we'd meet right. up and go out for, for mm-hmm. drinks and we would discuss like possible I- I- ideas to work on because he he was um a very um skillful game developer and he knew right. um he, he's dabbled different softwares and i i knew that if i if we worked together we'd be able to create something really uh, something great but because mm-hmm. uh, we, I kept, we kept joking about one of the other students on the course struggling w- with like changing his ideas um many times even like all the way mm-hmm. through the whole process of the like it was only up till um halfway through the year that he came up with his final idea that he knew what he was going to make and we kept joking right. like dude stop saying your idea but i went through that i know what that's like because i i kept coming with an idea then realized ah it's it's not as good as i thought it was going to be and i keep i kept no. changing it and so in the end because he's was busy with um um in working as, as a lecturer and working on animation commissions um i, I felt like i didn't i didn't want to waste his time and he, I, I understood no. that he was quite busy as, as well and so it made sense that i would just work on I, i'd try and work on the pre-production of the game of, of a game and then once i got through kickstarter i would then get in touch with him and go okay um 
if if it once it had enough funding, I would I would bring him in. And I yeah. that's still on hold because I'm so busy with with I, I keep juggling all these projects that um I'm just going at snail pace. Yeah, well that's that's part of the 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 problem in like early startup situations, isn't it? Like you you haven't got you haven't necessarily got the funding to be able to just focus everything on one thing. So people have got to get jobs. And I mean, that sounds terrible. Oh, they've got to work. But, you know, you've got to get jobs to be able to bring your money in uh, to be able to actually to do these projects. But then exactly. some projects you rely on someone else or a few other people and then other things you're doing on your own. And then I think your sort of not necessarily interests, but your um, what's the word? inspiration not necessarily changes but you, you you i don't know if you feel the same i presume you do i think a lot of artists have to be inspired or uh feel something to be able to do a project but like i could be working on something and then sort of it'll die out a little bit or i or i fall into a, a stumbling block and i'm like oh, i can't do that like with yours it might be a different type of like rigging or a different type of animation like that's something i can't do, do you know i'll leave that for now and i'll come back to it and then you get excited again about this other project and then that just dies off for a bit and then you keep jumping about and I, and i think that's that's quite a common thing for a lot of artists yeah. to sort of have so many different things to be going at the same time uh, exactly. and they're all at different levels all at different stages and then this could influence your idea of how to do it on another project and then you go oh but if i do that there Oh, I'm gonna have to start all over again, or I'm gonna have to, you know, it, it just so many different things come up, and I would say no idea is a bad idea, but mm, I don't know at this point. Um, <laughs> but um, it depends on the game. Um, when it comes to game, do you want to appeal to the audience? And the problem with one of the ideas was, was that um, there was a good, it was a neat concept where you, you had a character who was schizophrenic who talked to objects that mm -hmm. would talk back to them, but other people think that she's crazy even though she's solving cases right. by talking to... But the problem was that there was no direction of who the game was aimed at. Well, well not who the game was aimed at, but what the age range was because yeah. it dealt with the main character talking to objects that looked like they were appealed to the younger audience because of their big goggly eyes. But at the same right. time, they were dealing with solving crime scenes. So there was yeah, the subject the matter wasn't... There was a contradiction there. And that's why I knew I, it was best to step away from the project, knowing that this wasn't going to appeal to many people because it, it would, it, it, people wouldn't know who is, what age or who, what, person, what people were, is, is, is aimed for. So that's why I had to um, step away from yeah. it. Yeah, it's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, you can, you can always think that... I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't know. But um, it's hard to say because you think, oh, this won't work or this will work or whatever. But things I never thought I would ever see the day when you had things like Minecraft and Roblox, which <laughs> they're, they're, the, the, the concept is so basic. Like, yeah. let's go with Minecraft in particular. And I'm not picking on them. I don't like them. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but it is it, it is blocky. That's basically what it is. So if you were to play, not all kids, I think my kids would, would find it actually quite amazing. Um, but if you were to play like an old um, Mario to them, like the side scrolling and it's, you know, 8-bit type or 16 yeah. or whatever, you know, like a very low thing. 
and play it to them, there will be a number of kids out there that go, oh, this is naff, it's rubbish, and it's da-da-da-da, because they're, they're, playing, they're playing at the age of like seven. They're playing things like GTA V. Um, <laughs> and I know they are because through what's going down, I've had a little bit of a, a, a situation where not every day, and it's genuinely not every day, but there have been a few days where I've gone on online, GTA Online, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm hearing kids like shouting in my ear, like whatever it might be. And I'm like, what are you doing on here? You shouldn't be here. <laughs> and then when they've like back chatted a little bit, like I'm not been talking to them, but they've been like, like just like mocking you over the thing, not just me personally, but the people in, in the, in the experience, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, I've been so tempted to just put on the microphone and tell them to, and, and I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't make you any better. So just leave it or take the take the earphone out. You'll be fine. You don't have to hear them. <laughs> but um, but then to go on to things like Minecraft, I I would never have guessed that that would work because it's it is it's so blocky. It's so very simple and very basic. I mean, it's not a bad thing, obviously, because well, it obviously worked. But I never would have gone. Ah, oh, yeah, that would be a good concept. But it, no, exactly. They went and picked up. So you never really world. know what's going to work. So in some ways. I'm not suggesting you do this because I don't know. But in some ways, you're sort of better off just seeing a project through and seeing what happens. But when it comes to a game, it's again, it's very difficult. Or animation. It's so time-consuming. You have got to sort of have a good idea before, haven't you? Yeah. Because, again, you go back to film. You film it, you make it, you put it out there. Ha, so what? We lost a few days. <laughs> animation or gaming, how many months or years have you lost? <laughs> so exactly. it's a very intense thing because obviously you're doing it in your downtime because you're not like I say if you're funded you know doing it a full-time job then you can improve it and you could do it a bit quicker the irony is that the fastest animation i did was in two weeks and that has the most views on my youtube channel and as you remember from last time that was thanks to yourself was it unless are we going I, I, to... i've actually already forgotten <laughs> you have forgotten <laughs> So yeah, you oh, told yes, me. Yes, no, I do mess- remember. There was yeah. a, it was a competition, you told me a wasn't it? Is what? It was a competition, wasn't it? This one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you told me your messenger, I was like, oh, will here's a link. You know, and check this out. And yeah. I thought, yeah, there's no harm in entering. And I thought, okay, maybe they want it, the competition would be in like six months time. And then I realized, oh, it's less than a month. And so I quickly put <laughs> something together. Thought, okay, this will do. Sent it. And then I thought maybe I'll, I'll. I'll, I'll do well in the running, thinking that maybe, uh, but um, I thought it's still, the competition would still be tough because I was almost certain there'll be hundreds, if not thousands, of other people entering their comp- animations. But yeah. luckily, um, yeah, the the animations that were being entered in were mostly by a younger audience because animation style was um, a lot more basic. And so, yeah, uh, yeah I made it into the top 10 animations that Eddie Azard chose as part of his um anime as part of his stand up when he was uh yes. at, when he was doing his stand up in um in amphitheater and in Hollywood Bowl. In Oh, so was America. it actually a competition through with Eddie Izzard on his website, yeah, was it? Through Eddie Izzard. Like he he announced oh, it on his YouTube channel that. and said the winners will the animations will screen before he goes up on stage. And so my animation was screened at, at two of his events as well as wow. nine other people's and yeah, it was handpicked yeah. by Eddie Izzard as well. So I was like, amazing. I hadn't actually realized quite, I hadn't realized quite the scale of, of what the outcome was. Yeah. And, and I also very unlikely saw what time the deadline was. And, and if I did, I probably <laughs> went, ah, it's plenty of time. Because I was an idiot and didn't understand animation as quite to the extent I do now. I thought more people would enter. 
but they didn't like there was the, the no. entry level there wasn't that many people entering so it it wasn't that hard to <laughs> to do well on. well the thing is i think that would be even more intimidating i mean i'm glad it didn't like make you struggle but i think for a lot of people that that are like you trans and they see it and they say oh i sort of dabble in en- um, engineering <laughs> animating um i think they would find that really intimidating they go oh, oh but what if he doesn't like it again so many people have anxiety and so many people have sort yeah. of things to crush them um and because we are all so very similar well what's the harm give it a go if they don't like it they're not going to say the bad words to you so i'm gl- I'm glad for you that you um that you took the chance on it like i said i don't i didn't actually remember it went like that far <laughs> yeah, because I yeah, because I thought I thought you knew about it, being that you sent me the link for it. So I thought, oh, you must have. I, I assumed that you must have known the details of the competition. And then the prize winners not only do you get your animation screened, but you also got a couple of free DVDs of his of his stand ups. Um, and when I received it, I thought, oh, brilliant! And then I looked at the back of the box, and well, back of the DVD, but um, and it said Region One. <laughs> Oh. Because it is a USA competition, so I was like, "Well, yeah. I haven't got a region three player, so um, I wasn't able to play it." But it's still cool to just to be picked. Yeah, that that was the main that was the prize for me. That the the, the DVDs yeah. was just a small thing. The actual animation, I assume you've got it on you on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my YouTube channel is the yeah. um, Cake I'll or Death. Link in the description. Oh, I'll send you the link after. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I know, I know, I would have seen it before, and I, I probably would have seen it maybe a couple of times. But again, time flies by. I see so much, and I, and I just, I forget so much. Clearly, there's already stuff we're talking about. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I forgot that, and it was like a month ago. <laughs> um, so okay, so you you said about trying to make computer games because that was something we we I wanted to discuss yes. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking at like um, well, I finally came up with that idea that is sci-fi was the best option because of it's the best story concept. I was able to come up with that adapts really well for sci-fi as well as um, yeah. I've already created a lot of the backgrounds, even though I realized it is quite a lot just to do for a demo. And I've already created two intros for the animation as well mm-hmm. with the title and music that I've got on there as well, which um, mm. I, I think I might have sent you the link for too. You have. I, I've got the videos. They're playing now. Nice. <laughs> nice um yeah so that one is through um i got it all set up the backgrounds are created and the i was going to create a, a longer um like 20 minute demo but because i'm just on my own creating this i felt like if i did at least give them like the concept of how the game the demo starts you got, you got the intro you got two intro titles and they can have a little playable bit where you got the character who starts off in the apartment of their of their um where they live and and just have that be the first part of the playable demo that at least get the audience idea of how um how the, the, the how the game works the concept and um yeah and that way that can be at least be a teaser for i can then p- use to kickstart use kickstarter for to crowdfund and then yeah see, see what happens with it but um at the moment i once i created everything all the elements the characters um i got plenty of screenshots to show but um, yeah, all I've got to do is create the um, the, uh, the the scene, and yeah, I've yeah, it shouldn't shouldn't take too long. But um, like, like I said, I'm I'm juggling so many projects at the moment. I'll, once yeah, I once I get it. back to it, I'll I'll definitely try and um, see if I can get it on Kickstarter ASAP. Yeah, I mean kick, Kickstarter and and the like. Um, 
was it crowdfund or something like that? There's there are a couple of others. Yeah, um, Indiegogo, that's one. But Kickstarter is obviously like the big one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that I think they're again they're an incredible place. I wish I could actually support more projects on there because I have supported one or two, um, mm. and you're going about it the right way because instead of just sort of doing like either just a piece of camera, hey, this is my concept, da 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 da, give me money, and that's the video you're sort of building up the sort of the, the the content to be able to say look this is the sort of thing i'm doing if this interests you like this style or you you're interested you know that gives people an idea of where their money is going basically exactly. which is already a huge step um <laughs> an awful lot better um, and i think that's where i've i've struggled with the idea of of crowdfunding because i know mm. <laughs> here's a story i know um i know a project um again not naming anything but it was a, a like a mini web series i think they wanted to do and the ad advertising was absolutely incredible um you know like i say advertising like the video and it was very they'd already filmed some bits and they had like interviews with the actors and they they really really did it and it, it, it did look good and it sold it um so well that they got more than funded um they ended up buying equipment and you know like computer and camera whatever um and then something fell through i forget what but again it's probably best i don't even if i did remember like because it would pin it to a specific project but something fell through and they ended up not doing it but the money had already gone ahead what do they do well they basically yeah. just kept the money and then like a year or so later i don't remember how long it was they turned around and said hey remember that project we were doing oh we're this far with it we need an x amount to sort of like carry <laughs> on and like finish it off and again yeah, they were getting cheeky. funding through it because they were so good with their advertising. And yeah. I'm not putting them down because it's not an easy thing to be doing. Uh, and obviously the amount of money that they got probably, even if like some people might say, oh, you could rent. But I mean, some things, if you rent, it actually ends up being cheaper to just buy it. Depends on how long you need it. Um, but I, I don't know what the actual situation was. So it's a bit difficult to sort of like argue it. But... There's a risk, but it also is is something that you can, as a um, someone that's helping funding it, you you can feel included in it without actually having to do much more than just pay a couple of quid. Um, but but it's good because you you feel like you're part of something. Like I, I there's a there's a, um, a documentary I helped fund. Um, it was due out two or three years ago. Well, probably over three years ago now. Actually, still not out. Um, every now and then we've got an email update. Oh yeah, we're at this stage. We're at this stage. I'm like, uh huh. When are we going to see the thing? Um, <laughs> but uh, I understand it is actually nearly finished. But that's something. That's another one of those projects, and that they've actually persevered with. But um, yeah, yeah no, Kickstarter is, is is a good place because you can find new talent. You can find new, and new then things with the game. I can then um, what once if I. If I if I do do well with Kickstarter and if it does get the funding to be able to make it, um, mm -hmm. once what one day if I do eventually complete it, I'll be able to then sell it on either Steam or Google Google Store, um, depending how absolutely it, how how it's marketed. I think at the moment it's mainly going to be marketed for mobiles, but right. I'll, I'll see if I can aim for PC. But also, yeah, as as I mentioned before, I am juggling a couple of projects because at the moment I'm also working on a comic book with my brother called Tether. Mm -hmm. Um, or tethers and that one i'm at least six seven pages in 
and that right. one um where yeah that, that one's got a lot of potential because i i keep like um remembering the scripts and it's such a sto- song story i keep telling my brother during this um during the summer that each time i see a script competition there's even call outs for netflix um netflix script writers to send their work in and like right. every every time i see something like that i, I tell my brother oh even though I'm working on this comic, definitely send your script in because the story is so much stronger than half the shows or movies I've seen on Netflix, especially the movies. Like, that's, yeah. I, I feel like the shows are stronger than the movies on Netflix. Like, he's talking about the, mm. like, he's, he's, his stands out far above those that I've, I've seen on their, on, the, on their streaming service. How many pages do you think you, you want it to be? At the moment, it's, we're doing it in chapters. So the first part's going to have something between 25, 30 pages. And then, oh wow! Okay. Um, and then, at the moment, I I don't mind releasing it online, but mm. we are gonna. I think he's also aiming at trying to see if we can get it published or get a publisher to pick it up. But yeah. at the moment, it's just getting that each page done. I think he, at the moment he is hoping that I get more pages done quicker because I have been quite mm-hmm. slow with it. But again, it's yeah. because I'm I'm juggling so many projects. I should just yeah. pick one and go. Okay, I'll just do this. But then, which one do you pick? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it is difficult. Is that something you would consider with crowdfunding as well at some point? Yeah, maybe the comic. In, in Indiegogo, I've I've seen some people where they've advertised their their That's comic on Indiegogo, <laughs> and that yeah. one, the people who've done really well, so that might be an option. Um, but at the yeah, moment, absolutely. with comics, it's mainly um, the other ones I'm working on. It's mainly just for for Patreon. Um, because that's just a monthly um, uh, update, and they just get advanced viewings of what people mm-hmm. will probably see it for free. They might see, like people see it for free might get like one page free a week, but those yeah. who pay on Kickstarter will see it months in advance. Um, yeah. So that's that's the incentive I'm using Kickstarter for at the moment. But yes, Indiegogo for tethers. That's definitely that. That's something I might pursue. But thank you, Andy. I will. I shall. You're very welcome. That. Yeah, I mean, I, I I want you to do well. I mean, I what I what I see of your work, I do like. So I mean, even it's not that I wouldn't want anyone to do well. I was like, no, I want them to do terribly. But you know, it it makes me happy when I know people that have been able to pursue what they enjoy doing, mm. um, and whether it turns into a full time job or even if it just becomes something uh, like as a side project they've done, then it's 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 got some sort of success or something behind it. But to be honest, even if even if you were to get something published and you're literally handing out copies, it's like, that's still impressive because I've, I've not done that. <laughs> and that's something, that's something I, that does bug me about, um, uh, different artwork, I guess when people turn around, and go, Oh, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. It's like, right. Okay. So what have you done? You, know, you go around, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I, I'm guilty of it as well. I, I'm absolutely terrible. Well, like, like I just said, when watching Netflix, when I'm watching Netflix movies, I'm like, like when I watch the shows, some well, quite a lot of them are, are enjoyable. But when it comes to the movies, I'm like, that's terrible, that's terrible, that's terrible. Yeah, but for you, what's terrible it might be one of my favorite films. You know, it's that, it, that's it's true. all like subjective as well. Yeah. It's, it's so um, yeah, so sort of crazy. But yeah, yeah I'd, I'd go around like an art gallery, turning around saying like, all oh, this is rubbish. I, I don't get it. It's, it's not for me. But I've never done that myself. So why should I be judging? I mean, I will judge a little bit when it's sort of like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna sell like a a, a concrete block to you, to the Tate Modern. Was it one block or hundred fifty? I don't know. It was it was basically breeze blocks that they sold, and they went, "This is art," and they went, mm, "Yeah, that's not art." Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, there's that the banana. Remember the banana that was duct taped to the wall? That's the biggest hit. That you can't, you can't that forget was that one. You can't one. forget that one. No, it's absolutely crazy. Now that's the sort of art you can make fun of, in my personal opinion. You, that's the sort of art you can make fun of. But when it's like a painting that's of I don't know, like a even just a landscape, and someone turns around and goes, "Oh well, the curves of that are not uh, da 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 da," you know, and they they pick into it that much. You're like, really? Like, can you even do it to this level personally? Just because you don't like that doesn't mean you should pick on that. Just because you're not keen on that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just you don't personally like that. Walk away. Don't buy it. It doesn't matter. Um, Exactly. And again, that's where a lot of people's sort of anxieties are. So, um, yeah, with the animations and the games. um, Because there are games that people have just thrown out. That have they gone? Ah, let's just see what happens. And they've gone, poof, absolute incredible, like a hit. And they're like, I was just messing around, <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you you never you never know. So yeah, with comic books and everything. Um, yeah, because uh, even when I my, my I was having issues with my laptop uh, like late last year, I got mm. the screen screen kept, um crackling up every time I right. turn on the computer. I had to reset it like twenty times before it stopped happening. So in the end, I thought, okay, I'll take it to the. I find a, 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 um, a shop in town to see where I can see if they can get it fixed. And mm-hmm. um, when they, they said no problem, they, they kept it for the week and yeah. they confirmed my my what I thought, which was the screen needed replacing. And when I got it back from them, they said, oh, by the way, what was that artwork you had as the desktop background? And and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the game I'm working on. And they were like, oh, yeah. Let, um, let, then they, I said, yeah, don't worry. I'll, um, this, they they actually were quite interested and said, "Yeah, let us know um, when when you've got it done or when you've got wow. some um, got a clip." So it's obviously I know I got something there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, at the moment, I am procrastinating a little. I come to certain and projects, and it's so very it, easy to do. Yeah. Yes. So if I, if I knew it was in, if it was going to do really really well, I would literally be turning off this interview right now and be working away at it to try and get it done. But because the, you don't know how well a, a project or something you're working on is going to be perceived, I it's like you just go. I'm just jumping from one project to the other and just um I I love coming with the ideas. Yeah. Like when it comes to working yeah. on anything, comic, game, animation, it's always the ideas. I I love coming up with the the, the concepts. But as soon as yeah. it comes to actually making it, it's like, and mm. I'm going to start coming with a new idea and just leave that as in the pile of idea pay. No, I get that. Um, yeah, and it, and a lot for me personally, it's a lot of stumbling blocks or things that get in my way or difficulties. But I tend to mentally do them before it even happens. Like I, I'll play through it and go, oh, oh, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. And I just put things in the way. Because I, I maybe it's because I panic too much about um, what the outcome is going to be, or how bad it is, or how mm. badly received it might be. But you know, you don't know until you do it. And obviously, the more you do these things, the better you become, anyway. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> it's a very uh, difficult sort of thing to get round. Um, I had something else in there, but that's completely gone through my head. But when I was saying about like, making over and over and over, Robert Rodriguez has said about when he was younger he would just make film after film after film just with his with his family and he was there saying loads of them were terrible but he ended up basically getting a lot of the rubbish out i'm i'm changing words he used but he got a lot of the rubbish <laughs> out and then you end up making something that's really good like his his 
uh, El Mariachi ended up doing like really well, and then that got him to get funding to sort of remake slash sequel Desperado and get steps on, and and then well, he's he's in my personal eyes one of the biggest names. To some people, they may not have heard of him, but they've definitely heard of his work. Um, yeah, yeah, but to get to the level they are, but you don't you don't get there without going over and over. Yeah, because I'm 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 glad I've I've actually got the time to actually be pursuing and looking into this as a possible career um and yeah. trying to make things happen because uh, um when i at the time i was after leaving university i was just working part-time jobs and then almost full-time hours working in the hospitality service and it wasn't until my family mentioned oh by the way um here's a, a website link for perhaps maybe pursuing looking into doing a master's course in animation and trying to make my um, see where i can make the, my career happen again yeah um and see whether there's an avenue to pursue there and so it was them showing me that link i wouldn't have gone mm. um back, back I, I wouldn't have left um the the night working nights so if it wasn't yeah. for that i probably still i still be working in that job that i mean it paid the bills but um it, it, yeah. i wasn't i wasn't a fan of the job <laughs> but i'd probably still be there um yeah but so yeah so yeah and then not only that but ironically um at the same time that it wasn't for my family doing that if it wasn't for brexit one of the mm-hmm. foreign students from columbia wouldn't have traveled all the way out here to do the course because a pound currency fell which meant that he right. could afford to travel over <laughs> and actually do the year course so in a way there was a positive there, there is a silver lining when it comes to brexit there's a silver lining for some people yeah um would you i'm not saying that the, it's necessarily a bad course if you say no but is a master's course something you think you might recommend to people as a general and it's quite difficult because obviously you've only got your personal experience but do you think it's generally a good idea for people um, to if they're sort of stuck and they want to try and get back into it like for myself if i wanted to go do you know what? i want to do a master's in film is it something you would recommend or is it something yeah, that if, if i hadn't done the master's i wouldn't have pursued learning new techniques using new softwares I wouldn't have. Right. I, I, I've learned like two or three um, different softwares that I never used before, and mm. I got comfort, confident using. You got, um, you get to meet with the lecturers as well as one of the um, guest lecturers, which they just made full time the year after. And right. like the, the guest lecturer was, um, uh, it's Alistair Campbell, and he worked on uh, like the Snowman Two and uh, the uh-huh. Illusionists, and yeah. I, I, which is also a big. Um, like a, a big 2d digital animation which will mix more mixed media because it does delve into 3d and but it's right. heavily 2d digital based and um it was great to have that inspiration and be able to talk with people who work in that profession and then it gave me the chance to be able to create an uh, animation that year which i could then send to festivals and then mm-hmm. pursue um i then realize what, what what is it that's i wanted to go from there so yeah. Um, it, and but then saying that there were like half the students were doing animation. What I didn't mention before was that the other half of the students were doing weren't even though it's an animation master course. Turns out you're allowed to just not do animation because some of them would they're using the course to boost their career into where, where, where they wanted to take their career. So for some of them, it was just storyboards, which because um, they want to be okay. storyboard artists for animate for animation companies. Or animation okay. projects, so they just did storyboards, and that was it. Whilst others 
some like one other per, like one person did um like a like we just did heavily like children book illustrations, mm-hmm. and then somebody else did comics. Um, and so yeah, it, like everyone did it completely. Even though there was eight students, not one person yeah. did anything the same. We all did something completely different from each other. And that was Goodness. that was quite surprising. And everyone, like everyone, was so like every one of their work was was incredible. Like, like you can tell that yeah. everyone had potential to take their careers into like into um like to do really well with their career. Yeah. Again, actually, that's something that sparked in my head is the the fact that doing a master's isn't. I don't think for most people, I don't know what to do. Oh, I'll just do my master's. I think a lot of the time with a master's, it's like, no, this is what I want to do. And they're probably more focused and more sort of have that goal of this is this is my intention of, of what I want to do after I've completed this master's. Um, because I'm speaking for myself and, I, and I, I got the feeling when I was doing it, a few others were similar. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went from school into college and then went from college into university. And I, when I went to college, my original intention was to do music rather than because that was what I was my biggest interest at the time. And I was told for the course I wanted to get onto, I had to be like a, a minimum of grade five. It goes up to like grade eight in, in music, different like qualification levels. You have to be a minimum of grade five on an instrument. And that just instantly put me off because I was like, I've never take any, taken any grades. Um, and grade five is not obviously medium. It's slightly above medium, being closer to eight than four is. Um, so, yeah, that sort of like stopped me and I went, oh, I'm not going to do it. So that's when I looked into doing media and film and sort of, yeah, OK, this is interesting. I later discovered that one of my friends got onto the course I wanted to and he didn't have grades either. I was like, what? I thought that was a standard thing you had to have. That's what they told us on the <laughs> open day. And yeah. it would have been a very different path for me. But Again, I know I've mentioned this in other episodes, whether people have seen it or not, I don't know. But like I felt more creative in college because a lot more of those people wanted to be there because it's it's a very strange thing. It's sort of like going from school to college. You go to college, you've got a certain amount of people like myself that go to college because they don't know what to do. Mm. Um, Then you have got other people that are doing it because they've they've got a goal that they want to go to and it's something you don't get taught in school they do now teach media studies and other things but we didn't have that back then so that's our first opportunity for it um and then like more in depth of music or more in depth of whatever subject it might be like geography boring anyway um (laughs) so i love i love discussing coastal lines um no so um then when you went on to university again i was one of those very few that again i sort of like oh going along because I, I don't know what to do or i don't know you know and i'd already studied you know media so what, what you're going to do with that not anything really um in the nicest way and i didn't go on to like a master's in film because one that's money but it's also like what's the point you know whereas now I, I'm 
I like to think I'm slightly more mature. Um, <laughs> it's something maybe, something maybe I'd consider because I'd have more of a focus on it. I'm not saying I wasn't focused in university, but when when other people were sort of like, oh, that'll do, oh, that'll do, and it, it sort of makes you uh, really. And it was, and like I said before, it was like a class of like 45 or whatever it was, somewhere around that. It was so big that you were sort of lost in there. And then when it came to your time to do your presentation at the front. Um, the lecturer was already fed up because we've been doing it for an hour and a half. And they're like, no, no, that won't work. <laughs> and they, they were very dismissive of your idea rather than going, okay, so how are you going to, you know, it's it, mm -hmm. like the, the, the idea that always comes back to my mind. Um, we had it on the last episode when I was talking with Adam. Um, I was saying about uh, a film that we did with Sai where he was dressed up as a clown and he was looking in the mirror of himself and he yeah. was a, it was it was a surrealist film and in his in the mirror he was himself uh and then gets in the bath and the idea is like he's he's like trapped and struggling and watch the film anyway so um yeah so the just the simple concept of he looks in the mirror and it's all in one shot and it's the same actor so it's not like someone like a double like standing the other side of the mirror like <laughs> pretending hand to hand um that type thing it was you know it was it was a very simple thing to do basically it's like oh we're gonna film the two make sure the camera stays in the same spot at the time i didn't realize that lighting had to stay i didn't think about lighting having to stay exactly the same and because we used natural light as well as the light in the bathroom uh when we filmed the two of them the light was slightly different so you couldn't just do like a split screen which was what my original idea was yeah we, yeah. we framed him over enough so that we could literally just do a split down the middle and you wouldn't it would be seamless because it's identical the, the, the framing and lighting and everything um but it wasn't <laughs> so we had to we had to change it a bit but the lecturer's reaction probably because they were tired and fed up and they've never done it themselves they turn around oh that wouldn't work uh yes it will no 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 you, we haven't got the technology to do that what do you mean the technology to do that <laughs> it's it's literally like put the two over the one gets cropped and you what are you on about yeah um, you can do that in premiere pro you can just edit it in premiere pro that's that's what changes you, that's the most basic editing well we we were using we were using premiere so, and so it's not like oh no 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 that's a lie sorry premiere was college we were using avid so which was the factory the factory standard wow was the industry standard i think it's sort of Dices between that and Final Cut and a Premiere now. I think it's sort of a battle between the three, as far as I understand. But at the time, Avid was like one of the, the was like the thing basically. So we were using the technology that was more than capable of doing a, a simple cut down the middle of two frames. And they're like, no, it wouldn't work, wouldn't work, because they'd never done it before. They were like, I don't understand how that would work. I've never done it. Well, the problem is you're not an editor, so you probably don't know that's yeah. a very simple it's, thing. It's not like you were asking to make a massive CGI effect no, scene. Exactly. The effect of what you see on Marvel. It's like, okay, I want to do something that's bigger and better than Marvel. It's like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. But the, yeah. You're, what you're, yeah, yours are such a simple edits. Like we're it, gonna we're gonna remake uh, Lord of the Rings, and uh, we're gonna make <laughs> yeah. this, this twelve foot guy the dwarf. And we're going to do know, it on a $10 budget. <laughs> absolutely done. Done. Feasible. Um, but yeah, well, my very long-winded way of getting to um, this was the master's bit. Um, now I think, because presumably you had a, a, at least a few years gap between 
graduating university and doing your master's. Yeah, like a decade, almost a decade. Well, there you go. So you were, again, you, you would have been more mature because that's generally what happens, whether people are like it or not. But yeah. life experiences, your, your experiences with you doing your projects and uh, learning from mistakes or failures or however you want to name them, um, it, it gives you a different frame of mind. And obviously you've had a bit of a, a break from the, the classroom like setting exactly. so going back to it you're more focused on it you're more like you know what this is something i want to do you've got to it's not a cheap thing to do as well so it's like i'm not just doing <laughs> this for for and giggles See, exactly didn't say it <laughs> well that's why I'm, I'm, i've been focused also on doing yeah doing the comics because that's it's a quicker turnaround as well as yeah um, also i'm um, doing like, it's almost a hobby in a way but it's also like Doing um like as, as you talked before, doing uh, background extra work on like TV shows, so that's, that's where also I was going next. Yeah, um, a career in seeing what like acting potentials there are because you can go from background to walk on, and the, the first couple of years when I was um doing agency work, I, I was more often just on casualty. Um, yeah, it's a bad thing. Just saying that that's the easiest, quickest job I'd normally get when it came to signing on. Every time I signed on, okay, um. Within like every couple two three months, okay, here's your um we we need you to do casualty this day. Is that are you free? And a lot of the time that was always um the the jobs I get. And then it wasn't till last year that I I suddenly started getting like all of a sudden during the summer I go from just getting one job every several months for one production to suddenly it went crazy. I was getting jobs like being uh, like being sent almost every day. It was yeah, it was crazy. And then, and then sadly, then the lockdown happened, and then all that's gone. But hopefully, yeah. se- season two of the shows will will start again, and fingers crossed, they'll have me back. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, that's the next step I was going to go on to was your extra work or background artist. Um, yes. <laughs> don't uh, <laughs> some people don't like the the name extra work, but let's be honest, it's extra. You're extra. You just anyway. Um, yeah, that's, I, I, although, I get that. <laughs> Although after obviously after lockdown, it, it's um, allegedly going to be thinning out a little bit. I don't quite know what they're going to do with that, you know, with your distancing on filming. Because exactly, we both know. I mean, I've 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 not been involved in too many like big productions. In fact, only one, and that was actually an advert. So that's not even. <laughs> but anyway, um, we both know that like working on on certain sets can be quite an intimate thing anyway. And to make it look believable, that's what the background artists are for. You just stick a couple over there, a couple over exactly. there. Okay, it's believable that this is actually a real life situation that we're filming. Whereas if you take them out, that's weird. Why are they the only two actors in the whole of this like shopping mall? That makes no sense. <laughs> is it after hours? What what's going on? It's like no, you need exactly. to have a couple of people just walking around with bags in their hands and talking or whatever they might be doing. Kids playing on skateboards and everything. You need that yeah. sort of thing. I think when you start watching the TV shows now, you're gonna uh, the next couple of months when those episodes start airing, you're gonna see a lot of background actors stood meters apart from each other. Now you're yeah. not gonna see them as like you said as intimate as as close. Everyone's gonna be far apart. They're like, okay, one person be over that side of the field. You send over that side of the fields. Okay, let's get rolling. I wonder if what some of them will end up doing is like going tighter on the shots. So like instead of like filming like here. Yes. Oh, let's see. You film it on that. Yeah, I was trying to line it up on my camera. So instead of like filming like here, they'll end up going, all right, let's go like this. <laughs> and then there's a little person in the background there. You know, just make, <laughs> oh, there's something going on. You know? And it, <laughs> 
I hope they that's don't true. do that because that's going to look terrible. But <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying uh, you know, forget that what's going on and and the fact that there's risk. I understand that. And I'm not saying for a second we should just ignore it. But to be realistic, to make something look good because it's meant to be entertaining. It's meant to take you out of. Although, have you found this? What's interesting is we didn't actually discuss this last time. But have you found watching things now? Every now and then, your brain goes, oh, wouldn't be able to do that now. Wouldn't be able to... It's sort of like a little bit weird. Like, when it first happened, I found it strange. Even just seeing people hugging on, on a film or on a TV show. Um, but, I don't know, just some of, like, the closeness. Like, if it's something, like, based in, like, New York or the hustle and bustle type thing. You're like, well, that's mental. Like, you wouldn't be able to, you know? Have you found that, or is it just me? <laughs> um... I've, no, um, the you moment, haven't. There's too long a pause. I think, I think I've, <laughs> I've, I've noticed. Um, I've noticed supporting a background, like supporting artists, more now, on what they're doing in the background. And then, um, but apart from that, um, and then and seeing, like, especially when it comes to certain TV shows, I, I probably yeah. I because <laughs> I was on. Um, well, what was the show called? Um, was it Sherlock? I'm gonna go blank here. Um, was it Merlin? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, those were my first two. The, the <laughs> very first year, I, I I did any background art artist work, and that was that was incredible. Doing for those mm-hmm. to be the first two, um, even though I it was once I got that year, it was amazing to be on because mm-hmm. I I didn't when it came to Sherlock, I did not expect to see the main actors on set. I thought, okay, it's one day. Um, yeah. we had to be there early in the morning, so we expected to be there the whole day because normally they um when you when when it comes to that kind of work that you're expected to be there from morning till night but okay. they, once we arrived on set um i i i think okay maybe i might see that maybe i might see somebody i might recognize but we'll yeah. see what happens and yeah there was benjamin cumberbatch and martin freeman in the in the city hall museum pretending it's an art gallery i'm like okay i, I get a big smile on my face i'm like okay this is amazing hmm. and then um then as soon as it came to about 12 o'clock and lunchtime, they said, okay, that's a wrap. Everyone can go home. Like, oh my God. Like, and it's a summer's day and there's ice cream van outside. I'm like, this is like, this is like, this is the best day. And then, cause I played softball during that, um, started playing softball. Like, that was my second year playing softball that year. Yeah. And, and my, like, even though we play weekly, some, uh, a team were just out there, um, pit were just out there enjoying the, the summer's day, just having play arounds and not, not doing a normal serious monday wednesday game they're just having a fun weekend out in the park yeah. so we were able to go off and do that it's like this is just this day gets better and better so yeah that was no. a great first experience yeah i couldn't i couldn't imagine i um no because again it's a very different environment it's not like when you see them on stage or whatever performing um which i did no uh <laughs> no um Benedict Cumberbatch went on when I saw David Gilmore live. He he came on to sing like the verse of Comfortably Numb right at the end of the whole show, which David Bowie's done previously in the Royal Albert Hall, which is where I was. And um, it was like, well, what? It was like a, a crazy sort of thing. But that's a very different experience to being on a set with someone, especially as it's very limited how many people are. Is not loads of people getting over them. Hey, Benedict or Martin or whatever, yeah. you know, like going yeah. crazy. I mean, they're, they're thinking it, but they're not doing it, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you're almost seeing them in a very different light and almost in some strange way, almost a little bit more personal, presumably, because mm. between takes, they are themselves. And I'm not saying that you're going to be there staring, but you, you couldn't. I don't think one could help stopping themselves, observe every now and then. 
yeah, I definitely glanced over many times to see their, uh, how, how they were between takes and doing the, the takes itself. And yeah, they, they were focused. Yeah. They were both really focused. And they, yeah, they, I'm sure every actor is different, but they were focused on the on the on the roles. And yeah. um, like you mentioned, when it comes to um, now watching shows and movies back, what how do I see things differently now? And I, I, I um. And I remember the name of the show. It's Trial of Kristen Keeler, which they filmed mm-hmm. early last year, and it aired um, late. Um, I think it was like around autumn, and mm-hmm. it was. Um, I watching that some of those episodes back. I was uh, I I I now start spotting other background actors I've been on set with because I've having done so mm-hmm. much background at, um, artist work last year. I yeah. I got to know over a hundred different people. So now when it comes to doing any background work or seeing, watching TV shows, I now recognize nearly everybody. <laughs> like so many people who are in the background. Like, oh yeah, he's that guy. Or he, I, I, I recognize the background yeah. artists more than the actors now. That does that does take you out of it a little bit because I, I, yes. I do remember spotting you. I don't remember if I spotted Was Cy involved in Sherlock as well? Um, it could have been me then. I know I definitely saw you. I couldn't remember if I'd seen both of you at some point, but yeah, I know I, was... I, that sort of took me out because I'd forgotten. You, I know you'd put something up on Facebook, but I'd completely yeah. forgotten. And then it happened. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> why not back? Why not? Yeah, because my I, I, you could see my face, you could, but do you think you could see his? So my my picture was on Facebook. Having shared yeah, it. I mean, you wouldn't like who wouldn't share it on Facebook when you got a screenshot of oh. just the main two actors and you in the middle. I mean, sure, all background, all background supporting artists were always a blur. But it's like, okay, this is the best blurry shot of me ever. <laughs> I could never ask for. Yeah. So this will do. This will do. Yeah. No, I, I, absolutely. I would be as well. And I, I'd be proud of it. And it is it is something to be, you know, proud of, even though, you know, you, you're just paid for work. But still, it's, it's it's impressive. It's still cool. And that's something that's going to go down in history, as, as, as strange <laughs> as that might seem. And it is kind of a bit strange. I think one of my first supporting artist work was also with you, as you mentioned before, on that music video. The um, racing yeah. horses, race horses, and it was called Cake, wasn't it? Yep, Cake. Um, that's, the one. that's still available online. I wonder if I'll put that in the in the description. I probably forget. Yeah, yeah, but, that's got to um, be online. Yeah, that that was that was fun to do. I mean, uh, I think I was clean shaven at that point. It looked very strange there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that was another reason. That was a strange why... one because. Sorry, go on. I, mean, I was just going to say that's why um, I had to like that. That was like years ago, like. Like yeah. over half a decade ago, that we did all that, and um, at the time, I didn't. Ha- um, after after doing that one year of extra work, um, I took time out to work um, almost full time doing hospitality service, working mm. many nights. So I hardly had any time, let alone be wide awake to be doing that kind of work again. So I'm glad to be able to step away from that and have the free time to get back into it. And last yeah. year was amazing because I had I had so much work during the summer. More like yeah. more than I normally ever get mm. to get because it ended up being like a regular role amongst a hundred other. Back, I wasn't the only one. There's was, was like a good eighty, a hundred of us. Yeah. It was great to be selected with them. Yeah, um, I was going to say about the 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 cake shoot. One thing, I mean, I know there's one thing I kept trying to make you laugh, and other people thought would crack up and ruin a take, which yes. is not professional. Yep. I was one of them, but. I couldn't help myself, and that's—I think—that's an insecurity thing. It's sort of like, hey, let's just because again, I don't know about other people, but I know that if I'm feeling down or 
depressed or like unhappy or whatever it might be if i not always but if i can make someone else laugh that's not just to make them happy it's a very selfish thing because if they laugh then that will make me laugh or make me happy so <laughs> does, it ruin actually, the take? Does, does it not ruin the take does it i'm not the actually take? doing it so like oh where's that actually, guy laughing <laughs> i'm not actually doing it to be nice i'm actually doing it so it'll bounce off and help me um very selfish um and a lot of like, people i almost did i almost did you have no idea how yeah. close i was to laughing. Yeah. and the same thing happened when i was on a um a amazon prime show the widow where they filmed right. a day in a pub and there was this elderly gentleman who i was stood next to and mm-hmm. his back was facing the camera so he didn't have to worry about um his actions and i was jealous right. i was like oh where do you get these easy seats and then he'll glance over at me and go oh um as if like gesturing they like, want to show me something and i, I was doing this the take and i was like oh what's what's he gonna show me he leaned into his his jacket pocket and then pulled out a birdie i'm like okay yeah i almost laughed almost laughed <laughs> another andrew yeah. tarrant another andrew tarrant moment well you've got to do these things to sort of try and entertain yourself and I, i'm not saying it's a boring thing but you know it's it's a lot of life is about trying to have fun and what have you isn't it but on the on that um, another thing on that on that racehorses shoot I, I don't know why i'm focusing so much on it but the <laughs> the main singer i remember because i think it's because there's sort of some familiarity even though i didn't i'd never heard of the group because they were quite a small group i, I had none of the watch band either no but once like the singer was like i think it was like two or three over to us it was very close to us um during filming i know like between takes a couple of times because he was sort of isolated because i know no one around me i sort of was trying to sort of break the ice and be nice or friendly or whatever and he was he was a little bit shut off to it i think you know i'm not saying he was a nasty person or anything like that it must be an awful awfully difficult thing to do but i was like desperately trying to like reach out and like be nice and hey buddy um <laughs> but it just did not work but then when we did, we did another we did the other bit where we had cake thrown at our faces didn't we yes the, the countdown three two and then they throw it on two and not on one <laughs> to get a real reaction yeah. Out of it. oh yeah that, that was mean cake um, in the eye <laughs> yeah and um like right at the end of the video for those that do go over to have a look at it uh like the lead singer spoiler alert no the lead singer he has like um uh, a painting that's been like chucked over his head yes. or whatever it's held in place i remember i'm holding it in place oh wow because it wouldn't it wouldn't sit right so i remember like being out sort of like off shot somehow i forget how i was off shot but i know i was involved and i was like holding the picture frame up in such a way that it that it was like it worked in the shot i was like that's something you wouldn't know background artist um <laughs> like really in the background um yeah, so if people want to see like pies thrown at our faces or whatever, that's uh, somewhere to go. Um, so running over to voiceover work. Uh, yes. Because um, that's something else you've sort of tried doing as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's one I've pursued. I realized I perhaps need a audio setup um, that you've got that's more professional. Because right. what I've got is just that mic that plugs straight into the laptop. So mm-hmm. I get that background hiss. And it's it, I see that the voice like it, prob- it probably doesn't have the same bass and it loses the, the sound loses itself through the right. um through the the um the basic audio recording software that I've got. Whilst yeah. your setup is incredible, there's it sounds Thank you very much. <laughs> it sounds ten times better than what I've got, and so I got to yeah. look into that. 
there are certain things that you can do though um obviously for like removing hiss and what have you like simple techniques in free software like audacity um okay. and you can you could mess around with travel and base and all that sort of stuff which i some people might say i should do with this but i i never do you'll have to send me the details but i can always yeah, pay yeah, back sure. our interview and then follow and then take the, the information from yeah. that I, I i'll probably forget about this and then when I'm editing, uh, and it could be like three in the morning or something, oh, and I'll send you a link. And you'll be like, why does that? Oh, you must be editing right now. <laughs> so that would be how it works. Because um, that, that's always how it is. Like on the last one, Adam's like, oh, can you send me a link to this video or something Something we worked on? And then as I'm editing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. And then I'll upload it and then send him a link and password it as well. Yeah, because um, I, I, I never really pursued voiceover work because I, I, right. I, I, I never forgot I had the voice for it. Um, and I still don't because of every time I apply, I've applied so many times through Mandy.com and there's some decently paid work through there. And they're off every day they're offering three to four, um, um, like audio jobs, like looking for voiceover artists. And yeah. obviously the competition must be high because oh, yeah. I never Especially get through right now. And I'm, I'm now starting to blame the setup I've got because the, um, through, through Fiverr is the other site I use. That yes. one I get. Um, I've had a couple of commissions through that, but it's yeah. um, it's nothing special. But it's, I've only really looked into that as a crew option because twice out of the blue, within minutes of meeting different supporting artists, just by just saying hi to them, they're like, "Oh, that's a great voice." Have you ever considered doing that as a career? I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, what's the chance that some like two different people who don't even know each other from like yeah. um, would just suddenly say that?" And then. Um, and then yeah, it was um, it was even it wasn't until um, it was probably the year or two before that that when I was at my brother's wedding that I spoke mm. as um, I, I had a speech to say, and afterwards my aunt um, came running over and said, "Oh, Will, by the way, your voice like, it's like um, it's it's incredible. It sounds like like it's so bassy. You should be able to be able to um, uh." do it as like a voiceover career for doing like trailers for films but when i told my brother that he was like no one does voiceovers for films anymore um because it's maybe something the thing of the past but it still yeah. made me think maybe perhaps there's other career options and so yeah i've had a couple of commissions to it but yeah i feel like i need to really set up a better get a better setup than what i've got at the moment yeah it's a difficult one as well though isn't it because obviously you don't want to like pour too much money into it if nothing comes of it and again you never know and do you know what this is all my insecurities just coming out i shouldn't be putting them on you right now <laughs> this is these are the sorts of things that go over and i'm like oh, do i do i not do it yeah it's not worth me even like saying that out loud um no for one person for one person to say uh you know this is an interesting voice or you know have you considered that that's politeness but like you say for two people it sort of starts going huh maybe yeah. there's something there that's, that's why maybe we pursue it but um yeah I, it's either maybe i'm not made it's either two things either i'm not meant for voiceover work or i need a better setup or it, or third thing the competition is really that high and i should pursue other ways or avenues into that career mm -hmm. than just going through this one website but also there will be a lot of actors more and more especially now yeah um not to put you off but that's going to make it even more difficult because there's going to be more actors that are desperate for work and they're just going to go oh, i'll buy a mic and straight on there yeah. um it doesn't mean they're <laughs> going to get it over you it doesn't mean that they'll get it more but you know it's unfortunately it's going to make the competition that bit more difficult 
Okay, so from that, the voiceover work, um, our top five for this video is top five animations or movies. Yes, I, I had to, because um, we, we did it the, the first time. And then when you said we're going to set up an interview for today, I then, like, it was only like an hour before we were going to uh, meet up. I realized, oh, wait a minute, I've got to come up with five films again. Yeah. And so I was thinking, last time I dabbled between TV shows and films. And then I thought maybe I'll just do the top five of Studio Ghibli animations, uh, movies that I like the best. Yeah. But I feel like that'd be cheating because they they're all amazing. There's no point giving an order to them when they're when they're all great. So um, I'll give like the five best animated movies. Yeah, no particular order doesn't have to be. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. They, okay. Um. So one I saw recently last year, and that was um Spider Verse. I still haven't seen that Into the Spider Verse oh, or whatever it is. Oh, dude! Literally put it. it Put it. Like, I think you can. I think you can rent it online at the moment, but right. definitely put it on your um, on the top of your watch lists. It is because that's that's different styles of animation as well, isn't that? Isn't it? In there? Yeah, it feels like yeah. I got wear three D glasses for it at times because it blends with red and blue and right. um, with some of the characters, and it just slightly distorted. So I'm sure if I put three D glasses on, I'd be able. They might pop out a bit, but um, yeah, Maybe. it is. It is so well done. Um. And I, when I kept seeing the trailers for it or seeing the posters for it in town or the, the, the cutout boards at cinemas, I kept thinking they're just like, is this going to be the same problem they had with the Spider-Man 3? They've got too many characters. It's not going to work. Yeah. They're just milking yeah. it for the franchise for what it's worth. And then I watched it in the cinema and I was very wrong. It is perhaps for me, it is the best Spider-Man film oh, that's good. out there that's been out in cinema release. So That's it's that good. good. It, and not only is it that good, it's got a sequel. It's only got a sequel coming out. So, so yeah, they are milking it because it's done so well, ironically. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, I will that, be that, was, that, was, that was part of my worry when I saw like the, the billboards and everything was sort of like, oh, really? Come on. But I think that's probably even better that you're like, when you go in not experiencing anything great, you know, not expecting yeah. anything great, sorry. And then it's like, boom, that must heighten it so much more. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to look into that one then, because I, I I I no I don't. I was gonna say I have a copy, but I didn't buy it in the end. Um, because my youngest, he's uh, well, pushing four. Um, he uh he's really into Spider Man, but I was there going, oh, I wonder if this is the sort of thing he might like. But I think it it might be a little bit too, presumably not necessarily boring. Um, but something that he may not be too quick yeah. with for too long. Like, how, how old is your son again? He's turning four. Four, yeah. Maybe wait a couple more years when yeah. he's old enough to understand it and enjoy it. Because I, I, know, I think I remember one. Um, yeah, I think kids of that age. I've seen we've I've, I've seen them where he puts um, Incredibles for them to watch. Thinking, oh, they're gonna love Incredibles, but then they just they couldn't care less because they'd rather watch the the. the they don't understand. They don't understand the story. They don't understand the characters. As much as the, the, uh, the simpler cartoons. See, both of mine love The Incredibles. So, oh, they do? Or maybe they're yeah. at the age that they, uh, they understand. In that case, 
Um, maybe watch it first because it does. Yeah, it, I will. It involve some mature theme. Well, I see. I find that with films anyway. I feel I find I have to watch it first without them, so I can yeah. actually enjoy it rather than talking or doing having a strop or something partway through. And like, come on, I'm trying to watch the, you know. So <laughs> if I watch it first, it's actually better parenting. I personally think because um, then you know you can watch it, you can enjoy it, and then you can actually focus on them and what the yeah. needs they may have at the time. Because it might might be a little bit scary in places as well, just because it does. Definitely does worth have having a look first. Some tension has. There's about two or three scenes where it does hype up the tension, so it might just okay. make sure that they, yeah, just just okay. make sure. Yeah. Um, again, I have no no order. Uh, obviously, we just jump back and forth with them. The first one I've got on the list is Lion King. Oh, yes, um, Lion King. Yeah. Yeah, because because the emotion from it, and I and I I've always felt some sort of emotion. There's a connection with the music for one, which is absolutely definitely the music. Good, incredible soundtrack. Um. And even to this day, I still get emotional and, and you know, have the, the, the connection with it, like with his father. Spoiler alert, dies. And, and a, a couple of <laughs> other things. What? I mean, it was, in, it was 1994. But, um, you know, you never know. There's um, been a remake in live action. People got to know I what know. happened. I know, but I, 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 won't watch, I won't watch that version. Because I don't want it to yeah. to no, take the, my, the, my the 2D off. animations always was always was always gonna be the best. Yeah, always. But that's one thing I like about it is the fact that an animation has made me feel that way. Has made me mm. like a 2D animation for for that matter as well. Has has like drawn me in enough that I care about these characters and everything. So I'm a very emotional person, and so <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of a good setting for for a lot of things. No, but no, it is an, an emotional animated film, and uh, yeah, and, and like yeah. you said, like the moment Disney are just remaking all the animated films into live action because of nostalgia mm-hmm. is appealing more to the adults' parents than it is to the children, and it's making yeah. the parents and take the kids with them because the parents want to see it more than the kids. I th- I don't know this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, if some of it was to do with copyright. Because I mean things like Lion King, it was only ninety four. But mm, if they true. if they own the rights to the story and then they remake a film with that story, that's why sometimes you'll have like a bad film that's this. And you're gonna go just a second. They were really good. Why have they remade it? Because if they remake it, then it renews the copyright or the 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 rights to the to license or something. There's something legal basically yeah. behind it. There's a reason why they've done it, uh, and it's actually cheaper and better for them to make this naff film uh, and go, oh, let's pretend that never happened. Straight to video. Um, but then, yeah, they, they still keep the rights and whatever. Um, that's true. I'm not saying that's why they've done it, but it wouldn't surprise me. because no, they, they, makes... they did Lady and the Tramp as well. Yeah, because they're doing this, Sony doing the same with Spider-Man. They keep remaking it every couple of years so they can hold on to the rights. Yeah. Well, and it ends up going was... through even more issues yeah moments. but i will say i will say that there are a lot of issues with sony and what's happening <laughs> yeah but i will say though what they've been doing like with the live actions of that i i think they're at an, they're probably at their best personally um i really like the cast they've got in that but yes hey hey <laughs> that's opinion <laughs> um so yeah what's your second one so yeah second one is um yeah it's ghost in the shell i don't know whether okay. you've seen it a familiar but never seen yeah, because I, I know they did again. It's an animation that they've um, that they've the America remade and told as a live action, and mm. it does not stand to, up to the original as no. well. But no. I, I don't know whether it plays more truer to the original adaptation of the books because it turns out the animated movie was a loose adaptation of the of the graphic novel, 
and right. it's it's it is amazing for its time um the the way that it's filmed and the way that the thing is like a four minute six minute segment in the middle of the film where it's just um and um we're just tracking shots of the of, of the dystopia futuristic city and it is and the music it, um just takes you in and the story is so strong um mm. it is um i, I was i I, I love that um, that that animated film when it came out. Like it was definitely my favorite anime of that, of that year. Yeah, America are very good at um, making good content, but also sometimes I actually I and I do stress sometimes messing up remakes. Because <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say messing up remakes from other countries, and I was like just a second, that's not accurate. But yeah, the um, um, what was the film? Taxi. Have you ever again? I always get sidetracked to film. Apologize to people. But um, have you ever have you ever seen? Yeah, have you ever seen Taxi? Is that the French film? Yeah, a Luc Besson film. Wait, it's a super turbo taxi, right? The one that that turns into a turbo vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a souped up yeah. vehicle. It's just like yeah, I, I saw it years around. ago. I don't remember precisely the right. whole movie, but I remember that those those segments. So they remade it with Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon. Oh, it, I may have seen that. <laughs> I saw the trailer yeah. for that, but I'd yeah. never seen the actual film. Yeah. Mary comes along and goes, oh, this is a great foreign film. Let's remake it. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah. I was like, no. The, doesn't the, quite the, work the original, out. The original is so good. I know you've got, you've got to read subtitles. And then for some people, that's an absolute ball ache. But it is worth it. It is funny. It is entertaining. It is really good. But um, but then on the side note of that one is... Have you ever seen Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little Lady? Um, They're old, like Ted Danson, yeah, and Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, that is a nineties movie. Uh, yeah, I think nineties. Yeah, is it one guy with a mustache that he was in Friends? If you remember, yes. And that's the, I, I feel terrible because his name has gone from my head. And oh, I, know I yeah, him. I definitely don't remember his name, but I know, I know, I know the, I know the movie. I feel yeah. so bad that I really want to remember his name before quick, this get, is get, gone. Get your phone out, quickly Google it. No, no one's watching. Oh, no one's watching. No. You got time. You got time, man. <laughs> um, and he was in Blue Bloods as well. I'd love him, but I'd forgotten his name but anyway. But I didn't realize because that's the Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Lady, Little Lady, or what I grew up with like there were some of the films we never had a tv we had a tv at my grandmother's so when we went to go there for like through the summer holidays when my parents went to work um we'd put on you know vhs's of and yes vhs um of of different things that she'd recorded but obviously you know age limit they were, they were strict on that and i don't think they were wrong uh but three men and a little lady and a baby were were the two of the ones but three men and a baby was a remake of a french film Again, another French film they remade. But I have to admit, I've not seen the original. I have got a copy of it, but I haven't seen it yet because uh, I can't be bothered to read the subtitles. I've just contradicted myself. Um, but yeah, the, the remake is actually really, really good. Okay. Um, so I can't say that all their remakes are terrible. Um, Tom Selleck, that's the actor. It just it just popped into my head. Tom Selleck <laughs> with a moustache. Um I'm sorry, Tom. Um, he's not going to be watching. Um, so <laughs> that was your second, wasn't it? Right. My second I've got on here was Toy Story. Okay. Again, I think with a lot of these top fives, I end up, I, I've started struggling a little bit more, but uh, they're not in any particular order. Again, Toy Story, you know, it was the, the first feature 3D animation film, I believe, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I um, yeah, I was, I, I'm, I, it should be on my list. Because yeah, I I it was the first three D animated film that came out in cinemas, and it was again a global phenomenon. Well, you can have it on your list. I'm not going to stop you. 
I, I, I was such a big fan of it that I ended up buying like all these collectible cards that filled up. Mm-hmm. The, um, and yeah, I, yeah, I, was, I was a big fan too. I forget how good Pixar are and how, you know, how good Disney are with their stories. You know, like Wally. There's not a lot to the most of that film. Like, the, yeah. a lot of the opening is no dialogue and just the action, like the storytelling. And it's really, really good. Um, I'm sure people have seen that. but And, of course, you've got Up as well with the very sad opening, the little, like, montage of him I and know, his wife. I know, that opening. Like, you expect that. Yeah, I, I saw that in, in New York. That's when, like, I'm, oh, I'm did you? With my family. Yeah, I saw it on the... Because... That's not one only thing about America is that films always come out there first before, yeah. like a lot, the majority of films come out there in the US first before coming out here. And so we saw it like a good month before its release date here. And like, like, plus, people, like, it's one thing about the like the the, the um the crowds in the cinema, like here in the UK, anyone who's eating popcorn or they're whispering, people go shh, shh. but in America, every like it was it was literally the day of release. And everyone was they weren't talk they weren't just talking, but they were getting into the they were, they were actually being emotional to what was happening yeah. on screen, and they weren't they, they didn't hold back what they wanted to say. <laughs> when things become to liven up, they'll get excited. When things were sad, yeah, they, they, they would, yeah. If, if, if it was, it's not often you actually hear the audience, <laughs> no, get into the film, get that excited for a film. Yeah. So what's your third? um um the third has to be akira which again i don't think you've seen um again it's an animated film and anime that's based in the dystopian future Mm -hmm. after i don't know it's world war three that broke out or there's there's, there's a nuclear explosion um and it deals with characters with nuclear um well with um psychic abilities and it's um it's come close getting live action remakes it's become it's come very close mm. but every time america tries to approach it they keep trying to whitewash the characters <laughs> even though it's japanese names based on japanese and based in tokyo japan you say okay yeah. this is it, we're gonna have it's mike smith guys <laughs> even though it's um they're choosing white um, yeah western names even though it's the characters are all um eastern and so um it's but yeah, the original anime. I, I don't know whether it will get a remake, but the closest um, live action that's come close to making something that's heavily inspired by that by the anime is by a, a live action. I don't know whether you've seen it. It's called Chronicles. No, I don't think so. Okay, I I recommend like looking out for Chronicles as well when you get a okay. chance because that um that that um again yeah it's it's an American film. I don't know whether it was student made. But um, right. or uh, or done by a new director, but the all the all the actors are brand new, and you might recognize the the odd one or two lead supporting roles. But yeah, the um, the performances are great, the effects are great, and it and the the end battle is very much a homage and heavy inspired, so to Akira. So it's it get, gives an idea of what the live action will look like if they ever do make it. But the the anime is is amazing. Okay, I will have to. Again, when I go back to editing, is probably when I remind myself yes. to look it up. But uh, make a um, watch list. Okay, Spider Verse, Ghost in the Shell. 
Well, this is the, the, I, this is something I sort of noticed that these sorts of things are good for the other people if they get this far. Congratulations, you got this far. Um, <laughs> so the third on my list is F for is F is for family. I've got it written and I still messed it up. <laughs> um, I thought you say F is for Freddy. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a Netflix show and it's it's uh, co-created by Bill Burr, uh, who's a stand-up comedian I absolutely love. Uh, partly because he speaks his mind and he sort of just like, but he. He thinks things out loud. He's got a lot of things he's obviously thought about before he speaks as well. He may not feel that way, but it, I think so. Um, but that's what enticed me to watch it. Now, the animation of it isn't exactly that special. It's quite a basic, you know, it's a... I was going to say it's a family animation. It's not a family. It's an 18. Uh, there's a lot of swearing and there's a lot of uh, this sort of thing in it. But um, Well, really, I thought it was a kid's animation, um, like aimed for like young teenagers. Because is the how's the comedy? Is it like is it on a par it is, with it South Park, or is it with um with more like um American Dad or Family Guy? No, I, Family Guy and American Dad are almost, and I do find Family Guy funny. Specified the one, um, but they're almost silly humor. Whereas this, it tends to be sort of it's almost like they're documenting their childhoods in animation. So it's not just Bill Burr's family, it's, you know, the other writers that are involved and they, yeah. they put in their stories and their situations. Uh, and it's quite serious subject matters and quite serious, um, uh, yeah, things that happen and, and things you might have experienced as a kid and you can relate to. But it's based in the 70s as well. So it's sort of, again, it's a different time and how things were done back then. And it was normal to, not normal, but... <laughs> For some people, it was normal to to react to it for different ways, and I'm so bad at selling things. I can't. No, so, like, don't worry. I can't I'm express just as it. As I'm, I'm trying not to like give too much story elements away. I'm like, oh, da, 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 da. that's why I've only summed up things generally. I tend to enjoy it more for the for the content than the animation itself. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's a very poor description. And he won't watch it, but I'm sorry, Bill. Um, so <laughs> you know, you've gone into more description than I have for the the films I've highlighted as the. Uh... Yeah, but I think yours have been more concise. Mine are just like. <laughs> so what's your third? It will be third, wouldn't it? No, fourth. Um. Yeah, fourth. I, again, I, I, as you haven't seen the other three, which are like top and the top twenty, easily top twenty animes, you definitely haven't seen this one. Right. Again, I don't know where it, where it stands in the list, but um, it's um, it's called Paprika. Because yeah, do watch it. I was also definitely added to your list because turns out it's there's some heavy inspirations, if not like completely, if not the reason why for Inception, where it deals with um um. I'm sure one of the guys is a detective, maybe. Um, right. It is is mind boggling show. But it deals with like people solving mysteries and finding truths through going into people's dreams, and okay. it then delves with. But it takes it that step further from Inception, where it takes dreams and blending into reality, and then not knowing mm -hmm. what's real and what isn't. But yeah, um, it's it it is a very mind-boggling show, uh, mind-boggling film. But you, like the. Like when it comes to any film, I always believe like the less you know, the better. And the problem with today's age is that it's probably it's been the same for the for the past decade. Because even during my bachelor course, the, the lecturer even pointed out during mm -hmm. one of our the seminars, which was that old film trailers 
tell you the entire film practically and yeah. it's not just a teaser trailer they do they, they and i thought okay sure they gave away some parts of the trailer the trailer does give some parts of the film but it doesn't yeah. give away i'm sure it doesn't give away any everything but i've noticed yeah. more and more as of late that the entire films are just being shown through trailers and people even yeah. comment in the comment section going okay i don't need to see this film now people even know that they're giving too much away yeah yeah, and I, and I don't I don't understand that the the reason behind that because like you say it's not going to entice you to want to watch it because you like I've have seen it. It's only yeah. did that, and then that's where it comes to I'll only actually maybe give it more of a chance if I like one of the main actors. You know that might yeah. be the only thing that then makes you want to watch it if you've basically seen yeah. the film. And it's also made to, so people who think oh if this is like some of the trailer I think okay there's a short trailer but I thought, this, then you think oh great um I definitely want to watch this but then you realize they're showing you all the best moments of the film that. There's nothing else. You think, okay, what else is there to see? And then, like, oh wait, I just saw everything I needed to see because they showed it all yeah. in the trailer. And if you watch the trailer too close to when you watch the actual film, which obviously sometimes you do if you're like going through Netflix or Amazon or whatever it might be, and you go, "What's that about?" Ah, oh, let's watch a trailer. And then you watch it, and go, "Huh." And then you watch the film. You can get to a level where you're going, "Oh, is this the bit where that happens?" Because you've already yeah. seen the bit, and it and it does it pre ruins yeah. it. It's one thing to show in, in random order, in, 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 in random scenes, but to give mm. the entire order from the inciting, every inciting incident, the turning point, the, the way up to the cliffhanger, and then the cliffhanger is like, okay, what happens next? You have to mm -hmm. watch the film. So you have to watch yeah. the entire two-hour film to find out what happens in the last ten minutes. And revealing big, in revealing big like plot twists or like, you know, you know, like I don't know. Sir Anthony Hopkins is in the film. You're like, oh, I wonder what character he plays. And then all of a sudden he turns out and it's like, whoa, he's the whatever. And I'm like, well, just a second. Wouldn't it have been better if I just seen that in the film and that was revealed to me? Because that would be like, whoa. I, I never, yeah, because I didn't notice it as much, but it wasn't until when I was um, with, out with one of the uh, university students that I was on the course with. And mm. they they mentioned, like, avoid, like, like they couldn't believe how much the the movie Castaway gave away the movie. It's to give away the ending. I'm like, what are you talking about? I know films they give away a lot in the trailers, but then there's no way they give away the ending oh, of the film. No. I watched the trailer. They showed the final scene of the film in the trailer. I'm That's like, oh my god, terrible. <laughs> this is going too far now. No, because yeah no that's ridiculous i I never saw yeah. the trailer for that thankfully and i, I think yeah. i've only seen the film maybe twice and like that's another one of those i like i'll leave it for a long time before i watch it because i want to watch it almost like a brand new film again but the i i mean obviously i know the ending but the idea and if you haven't watch it and spoiler alert um but the idea <laughs> the idea of um giving that away because when when you're seeing him on the island you're sort of like well is it going to happen is it not going to happen is he going to is he going to end up drowning when he's trying to save you know wilson and everything right. it's like all these different things these different emotions and like it's not necessarily fear but it's sort of like feeling like sorry and scared for him and like oh no hope he's okay you know because you you it's predominantly the film is based on one one guy so you you have a connection with him almost like a friend or or, or a family member or whatever so that just completely just no <laughs> that completely just <laughs> rips from it that's terrible we had um when we had jackie on she said that if there's a film that she thinks she really wants to watch and i'm i'm, I'm paraphrasing uh she'll only watch the teaser and that'll be it because that'll be enough to sort of get her going okay no i'm interested without telling her the whole story um and then i think there are some films that she would watch the whole trailer to sort of go do you want if do i actually want to waste my time watching this or not <laughs> um again <laughs> i might be putting some words into her mouth with that one but 
I think the concept's very similar. Um, right, so that was your fourth, wasn't it? Four. Uh, yeah. So we spoke about this already. I had Wallace and Gromit on here. That's right. Um, because, again, it's a very universal thing. Although they do have dialogue in it, there's an awful lot of expression from Gromit, for one. And then you obviously you have the 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 penguin as well and the other characters that show up and they, they have a lot in the eyes and the the uh the eyebrows which aren't even brows, it's just a brow. <laughs> um it's yeah. It's, yeah. There's an, there's there's a lot that they put across. And again, that's what, something I find it like impressive. And having tried to do some stop motion before, it's not I'm not cut out for it. <laughs> um it's very time consuming. It's very uh, yeah, yeah you've got to make sure the, the lighting stays exactly the same because otherwise it's going to be like going up and down throughout the thing and yeah. all these different elements you wouldn't think about until you have a go necessarily yeah because when it comes to 2d and 3d animations you can there's, mm. there's ways to cheat and actually get the computer to do most of the animation for you he's okay like, once you create the model he's like, okay this is where i want to start this is where i want it to end and yeah. the computer does the hard process for you mm. when it comes to stop motion you literally have to move little by little and yeah. it is yeah it's, it's 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 a lot more patience is required a lot more patience although now they do have like more freely available like software to so you can connect the camera to the computer and you can do the one shot and then you can move it but it will ghost the previous image as well won't it so you can see how much movement you've done or if you have or haven't moved the head and what have you so it'll um yeah, so that's that's something else that I I did start to start like going back to it um, by getting that, and then I went to start building the models and you know all that, and just no, another project came <laughs> up and I went, oh that would probably be easy, let's try that one. Uh, lost interest in it, it took too long on it. Um, so your fourth, no, your fifth, uh, is it fifth? I've done this final again. One. So your okay. fifth, your final one. So yeah, fifth. So um, obviously it's got to be a Studio Ghibli film by right. Miyazaki. It's so many to pick. Um, it's hard to pick one. So it's between two. Um, and I would have to I would have to say it's either Kiki Delivery Service or Castle in the Sky. And I'm going to have to go with Castle in the Sky just because it was one of the most memorable animated movies I'd seen of his. And it was the movie that I'd seen back in 94, 1993, mm-hmm. 94 on TV. And because we didn't have the internet, I didn't know. I, I just it was on TV. I watched it, I loved it, but then I didn't know what the, the movie was and mm-hmm. who it was by, what it was called. And so for years, years, um, a good decade, I just I kept remembering certain scenes from the movie, um, but I never knew what it, what it was that I'd seen. And it wasn't until I went with my family to to France for the yeah. weekend that we was walking down the main street and there was this giant poster of these two characters in the sky looking up at this castle and and it had the french title i'm like okay that's i'm i'm almost certain that's the movie but i don't know why it's got it's out in the cinema when it's already been aired on tv like decade like a decade ago mm-hmm. but I, I kept reminding myself that the the name that the, the french title like cassie like cassie in the ciel just and i wrote it down and then it wasn't until i got got back home that i looked up the movie i bought it i played it i'm like oh my god this was it, and then I realized mm-hmm. he, he, um, it was him uh, that he'd made Spirited Away, and he'd made his all these other animes, and so I went and bought all, like almost all of them. 
again it's another one i haven't seen it again i'm very aware of it because it has had such a big impact yeah um he was retired people. but he's come back to do work another animated film i think he's like about quarter, like a third quarter of the way through making the next feature and oh wow um like even though he's reti- i think he's retired twice and he's come back so yeah it's all his works are must see yeah just keep retiring it's like come on i just want a break come on um <laughs> and then uh my last one is sing i do have to, i have to watch it at some point i definitely will get around to watching it yeah i i again i think it's really good because again you you've got your you've got the characters you can start it's emotion it's, it's being able to connect with it and that's part of the telling the story and drawing people in and sort of making you um you know have feelings whether you hate the character whether you're meant to love them and you hate them doesn't matter you're still feeling something you're still having a connection you're still having a reaction to what's on the screen and hopefully learning something from it um especially if you can look at it and go actually that person is a bit of a mm, this is why and then you deconstruct it and you go ah i just to say i did that last week <laughs> um and then you suddenly realize oh actually maybe i need to change that about myself um yeah but no there's 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 so much i was gonna say there's so much story in that that i like and it is the story because we got to a level now with 3d animation with big studios where it's just yeah that's accepted that's what they do you know which is it's, it's kind of horrible in a way because i mean you you see these worlds that they create which before would would not have been anywhere near as easy like you could actually see the background artists of animation um you could probably actually pick out like little things that are happening in the background little scenarios or you know which before you wouldn't it would have just been like a couple of people huddled together or whatever because it's quicker and easier to animate that um but when it comes to 3d that is so they were able to create this absolute world. So then you don't even think about that. It just becomes the story. Um, again, there's a very emotional story in that, but I'm not going to yeah, tell you yeah. because... Uh, no, they're the best kind of stories. Even Ratatouille, you, you get emotional at the end. When it, I won't spoil it, but it has an emotional ending. <laughs> if I say what happens, right. it's going to be... It, it's what it leads up to, so I, I can't say. But yeah, I, I, I get emotional too when it comes to like certain films certain shows yeah. um i do i do tear up a bit yeah there's too many episodes of the of these now that i keep talking about how i cry at films and stuff it's like <laughs> this is really not this is not good um right okay so to finish it up uh where can people find you and where can people find your content and all that sort okay, of thing okay so yeah my 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 content which I, i've got to update my website but yeah my website is www.quickdrawerproductions.co.uk mm-hmm. no youtube channel or anything <laughs> oh with it um it ties in it's, it's all it's, okay. all it's all tied in so my videos there are linked to my youtube channel so that's sufficient it's all connected and that's where you can find the desired animation and I'll, I'll i will update my sci-fi game on the website as well yeah so awkward finishes i've already had a comment on um on how i finish these and it's not very uh a very good finishing so I'm, all i'm going to do is the same as normal thank you very much for doing this and uh take it easy i'll speak to you soon great it's been a pleasure thank you so much you're welcome